taste it. It's, it's, a, it's a coffee flavor. I'm a. Uh, okay, try me. You're crazy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're recording. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, did you get that? Max just wow. brought in like uh, some sort of latte or it's ice a coffee. It's, it's, like a, a, it's a coffee smoothie from downstairs. Shane goes, that looks good. Shane, by the way, was off work yesterday with a uh, slight cough. <laughs> and these are troubled times. These are very scary times. And uh, Max goes, take a drink. Shane goes, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sick. Max goes, well, I guess you guys heard it. She said, try me. <laughs> are you that? You have that much confidence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love doing this. This is, a, this is my favorite game to play. You're going to yeah. get hit, bro. Yeah. It's a dangerous type of game. person. You know, it's like, uh, oh, I'm sick. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Uh, give me the gum out of your mouth right now. It's fine. Has that ever happened? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that'd be cool. Spit it in my mouth. <laughs> Welcome to the Michael Watch <laughs> Podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We're also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And joining us on the dials, as per usual, is intern Erica, cracking a Perrier. Yeah, lunchtime yeah, it's a pod. midday pod. Yeah. Lunchtime pod. You know, it was actually a funny thing that happened at the Nick Nurse documentary. Not to keep talking about Nick Nurse, but it's related <laughs> to what uh, the idea of someone cracking, uh, you know, a, a carbonated beverage, beverage yeah. early in the morning is that, uh, you know, they had coffee and donuts set up in the concession area. And Mike and I had went out the night before. Oh, we did, yeah. And uh, we're sort of at this documentary. It's 10 a.m. Bloor Hot Docs Theater. And I just look over at the concession, and Mike's got a green bottle, like a <laughs> bottle of beer. And I'm like, is Mike really doing this right now? 10 a.m. I yeah. felt like Danica or something. I'm like, really, Mike? <laughs> and then and then you, I think, made the joke to Mike. You're like, having a beer at 10 a.m.? It wasn't a good joke, but I said that. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, it's not a beer. It's soda water. It's just the soda Carbonated water there water. looks like a bottle of Heineken, basically. But it it looked did. very cool. But then Mike got self-conscious about it. So Mike asked the uh, person working the concession stand to pour it in a cup. <laughs> and then I wanted the bottle to look cool. And they wouldn't give it to me because Mike started the uh, pouring in a plastic oh, cup. Hold on a second. So you he, wanted to be boozing around a bunch of professional athletes at 10 a.m.? It looked I looked like a cool creative type, right? Really? I don't know. See, I just don't think they would think that's cool, though. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I think if you were like to go – if you were at some like – tech company or something like that and you're like uh, visiting yeah and you like have a beer at 10 a.m like that i think would go over well but if you're with a bunch of people who like take like athletics and health very seriously i don't know if they think it's that cool i went to it was either a sales rally or something where everyone was required to wear suits and i forgot there was a dress code and i just kind of wore like normally grubby clothes and a hat and everyone thought that was the coolest move. Well, that is a cool move, though. Yeah, because I think being like the cool arty guy around a bunch of like stiffs and suits, that's good. But being just like the alcoholic dude around. I don't think one beer of people well, jumped Well, at 10 a.m., though, that's weird. On if it was 11.30, on a, yeah, that's different. What do you think? But you're oh, there's to- a reason I put it in the cup. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, I, like, this looks like a Heineken, and it's 10 a.m., yeah. so I was like, put it in the cup quick. Yeah. Yeah. But especially after watching the Thelonious Monk. Dog. Thelonious would That's what Thelonious would do, right? Yeah. And so I think Nick would have respected that <laughs> had I been drinking a beer. He did say, he's like, we got any kinds of drinks you want with Jameson shots. I think he was trying to like be cool for musicians. No, but uh, it was it was just water. And like you said, Maxie, we were out a bit. So it was like, I think I need a water right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I poured my soda water into the cup as well. But then it goes into a plastic cup. And that's kind of like the new... Bad no, no. thing to have. So yeah, were I you know. more self-conscious about holding a plastic cup? It crossed my mind. You can't win these days. I can't. I just can't have a water. Even if they just had like tap in a in a, a I guess a paper cup. Yeah. Yeah. A plastic water bottle. We were talking about this the other day. Is the new cigarette? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's very like. Ooh. You know what? I agree. For some reason though, because I like to get carbonated water. Like so, if I have like a bottle of like the fizzy smart water. 
I I feel like I'm not quite as degenerate as somebody just drinking a bottle of water. Why? Because there's like there's a higher meaning to soda water you in my get, mind. You, you can't yeah. get... <laughs> Mike just looked at me like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> higher meaning, yeah. You can get fizzy water out of the tap. You can Are like you... fill a reusable bottle oh, of soda sure. water. Yeah, so you can. Get... This doesn't no, seem very common. Oh, no, you could. She's, she's yeah. saying why Max has to. So use that's water actually plus. probably so where my head is. Buy like, it. Yeah, you have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Or get a soda stream. Yeah, Danica has banned single-use plastics from our apartment. Um, get, a, feel, get a glass bottle, uh, Perrier. Yeah, that's, that's probably better. That's, yeah. that's true. I feel thing, guilty, though, though because sometimes if I have like a little hungover, I'm like, oh, I have like, a little bit of Gatorade. I come in with a Gatorade, and it's like, I feel <laughs> like a, yeah, I feel like a, uh, you know, a heathen in my own home. What about yeah. Gatorade powder? <laughs> my dad used to be obsessed with that. Did they sell it still? I don't know. Maybe I'll move to Gatorade powder just to, uh, <laughs> to uh, yeah. Part of the the, the, uh, the pleasure, though, of drinking a Gatorade when you're hungover is that it requires no work. You're oh. like, I cannot literally do anything <laughs> but guzzle this Gatorade. And it's like, you know that you're going to go. And st- yeah, but the idea that you're like filling stirring. up your water and you're stirring it up and the consistency is all fucked up. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, but off the top, uh, we were discussing, uh, yeah, uh, germs, the coronavirus. Max was going to share his drink with Shane, even though Shane currently has a bug. Is it because your whole life you've just you never get sick, Max? Yeah, I have a pretty good track record with that. Like, there's, I don't really catch common colds or any of that stuff, so I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm the same way. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, usually whenever anybody says like they're coming down with something, I'm like, it's just in your head. Just stop thinking about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's yeah. I've had people close to me get like very annoyed when I say that. Right, yeah. mind over matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Do you believe it in because you have this way about you, and being that way makes you more willing to expose yourself to germs? That kind of keeps your immunities one hundred percent better too. Yeah, exactly. But I also add that I a part of me also kind of believes and understands that be. Because other people are so cautious, that makes it easier for me, right? Like, because other people are kind of doing the heavy lifting when it comes to like hygiene and stuff like that, then yeah. I can kind of roam freely. Do you feel that way about like right now with like climate change and stuff? Oh, <laughs> oh that, like everyone else is worried about Yeah, that. So it's like I'm eating a big steak and oh, there's some other vegetarians over there, yeah. like that kind of like, thing. Like, do you feel that way? Um, no, that's a little bit different. And I try to do my best when it comes to, I think, when the, my relationship with the environment and all that. But yeah. Shaney, how are you for uh, just immune system in general? I'd say I'm average to below average. Interesting. Erica? Ditto. Yeah, average to below. How, I've, had, we... I've had already two colds this winter season. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? I know um, everybody is depressed by like the state of the planet and the temperatures are rising and ice. What are those things called? Ice, uh, ice, caps. ice caps are melting. Ice caps are melting. <laughs> yeah. But I will say there has been a real paradigm shift in the last like three. We are all talking about the way we recycle and the products we're buying in a much different way than we did three years ago, four years ago. Like, True. and it's, it is truly top of mind. So I don't know how effective it is or how successful we are at combating this thing, but it is crazy how the paradigm has shifted where it's like, it is a real deal thing now, which is kind of cool. Well, like Shane said, you know, like if plastic is the new cigarettes, you know what I mean? It's like eventually, hopefully we phase it out and find more, uh, you know, bio-friendly ways to uh, package our, our goods. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to this coronavirus, yeah. how are you guys sort of approaching it? Are you guys, I mean, it, it, it grows every day. California's in a state of emergency. Uh, it's sort of, a, in Italy, it's a disaster right now. They've been dealing with this thing in China, obviously, since day one. Uh, how do you guys feel? Are you guys nervous? Are you scared? Are you listening to the news reports? Uh, are people around you sort of panicking, or do you guys feel largely unaffected by it? 
The only time I got a little bit scared was when you were talking to me the other day. When you were saying, <laughs> I was wearing the hazmat suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you through the hazmat suit. No, but, but you're <laughs> Shane. Do you have a plan? <laughs> no, but you because you kind of opposed the question to me, like, oh, yeah. Shane, like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like agnostic towards it. You're like, yeah, I was too. Then I talked to this guy, and uh, now I'm stocking up for the month. Come on, <laughs> and I, I am. Because we have a young child, and it's just basically, it's like, if you look at what's been happening, you know, in other parts where it's actually become very, very um, prevalent, you know, they've, they've shut down certain, like, line, like, you know, chains of sort of delivery food, they've, like, schools are shut down, P- people are quarantined, and so, like, yeah, like, they might be able to get food in and out, like, if the government does, but it's, like, for a couple hundred bucks, and you don't want to overhoard, you don't want to, like, grab a year's worth of food, because there's going to be people that like, need them and stuff I like hope that. not. But it's like if if for some reason downtown had like a major outbreak and we had to like hold up in our apartment or whatever or get in a car and go back to Hamilton, it's like it's just good to make sure we already have food on hand so we can feed our kids. So what do you got? You know, like just like 50 boxes of Kraft dinner mm. and Gatorade powder. Baby food. And <laughs> Heineken. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, no, like everything you'd imagine. Non-perishable foods, uh, uh, like stuff for basic What about the cats? Food. Do they get taken care of? Loaded up on cat food wow. and litter. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I've not thought that far at all. Now, again, like, I, I do acknowledge that, like, this could absolutely come and go. And by the way, this isn't to, like, alarm anybody. And part of the problem isn't even, like, what the disease poses as a threat to you or whatever. It's the perception of what it does and then the panic that it causes in people and, and situations like Well, this is like part of the problem, though, is, like, is when – it's this funny thing when it comes to information sharing where it's, like, some information sharing is actually really valuable when it comes to, like, how you ought to wash your hands or, you know, how you – should be interacting in public but then sometimes too much information leads people to be freaking out and then all of a sudden if everybody did what you did yep. then there'd be no grocery stores no groceries left in any store in downtown Toronto you know what I mean like and then and it's like the same thing with the stock market not that I give a shit about the stock market but it's like this idea that it's like if everybody goes oh did you hear did you hear did you hear and yeah, they're all trying to pull their money everybody out. starts pulling their money and then that is so what it's not even the thing the original thing that we're worried about it's the response to it that ends up leading to it's chaos a vibr- it, the thing that might happen is the it, thing to be yeah. scared of yeah, like which causing, is a fu- uh, yeah, I just it's a funny one, and I think that's why I've been trying to. But it doesn't make it not happen. No, but but let, there's a possibility that it could it could like the coronavirus will come and go, or yep. and it won't happen. But in the ensuing three weeks, a bunch of people got freaked out, cleared out every grocery store, leaving the the other half behind, or you know what I mean, which then leads to its own set of problems potentially, I agree. or at least at least chaos in that moment. I don't think it's chaos in the grocery stores. Well, because if, sort of like- if you're worried about there being a food shortage yeah. because if the Kenora virus makes an inhabitable... Kenora, Ontario? <laughs> What's that's it called? small town. <laughs> How do you say it? That's just, Corona. That's just the like flu. Yeah, I've been to Kenora. Yeah. I've been to Kenora, too. <laughs> I don't think I've said it right once this entire time. <laughs> no, I know you did say it right before. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've been. I've also been calling it the Big C because I'm a little bit uh, self-conscious about saying the name of it. I'm like this with... It's like the drink. Newfoundland, too. Yeah, yeah. Is it Newfoundland? Newfoundland, yeah. Okay. You drink Coronas. It's just a Corona. Right. But uh, what was I trying to say? Okay. If the big C is out there and all the stores are closed <laughs> yeah. and there's a lack of food, yeah. the fear of that could cause a lack of food. Of course. That's what's so interesting yeah. about Agreed. it. Just, and by, by the way, if I had had the same conversation, there's a very good chance I would have gone like straight up to the store and like mm-hmm. done exactly the same well, thing. Well, there's so a lookout for yourself Yeah, mentality. they're like, oh, fuck, I never thought about that way. I should, but just in case. Like a lot of people would do yeah, that thing Yeah, like just enough food for a baby for a couple weeks if things get really bad. Listen, sometimes you're going to have to leave with no one behind. I'm just kidding, obviously. But babies apparently are immune to this thing. Like not one baby immune? has died. You not one think? baby's oh. died. 
They're just they're, they're the elderly and the people with like immune uh, deficiencies. Yeah. Wow. But but aren't babies typically like considered in the vulnerable sector? Typically, but yeah. they have like some special immunity to this. Weird. Yeah. Kids and babies seem that to be is, all right. With I them. love when you hear about these like weird anomalies. I heard a study about how like people with schizophrenia are never blind or something like that. There's like some weird correlation between two very random things, but hmm. it's a it's a it's a real thing. Wow. So you can like just throw acid at them or anything, and they're immune to it. What's acid? Like uh, it burns you. Oh, for schizophrenic blindness? Cut this one. <laughs> I'm saying they're immune to blindness, so if you oh. like gouge their eyes out, they wouldn't be. I'm Sorry. saying they have a No, leave that in. That's funny. That's very good. Uh, okay, I get it. I get it. And that, those two, those might not even be the two conditions I was thinking about. But uh, Is anyone excited about this at all? Like, oh, the like weird the perverse side of them, like, oh, wouldn't it be kind of fun if... Like we were all like bunkered up and like playing yeah, games. It's like, yeah, it's we're all kind of in this together. We don't have to go to work. You like know? especially if you're prepared, you'd kind of feel cool, right? Yeah. Well, no. Here's the truth. In some ways, I feel silly that I'm even sort of like been swept up in this. But I also am like, it's not just about me. Yeah. Have you stocked up at all? No, I was for a day. I was going to because I can be. I can also be swayed very easily. So a, a day, I was thinking about it, and then we had a coworker who was like, kind of more like on your tip, like shut up, mm. like it's not going to happen. And then he sent me a YouTube video just showing me how insignificant mm. the coronavirus is. Yeah, yeah. In, in the grand scheme of things, compared to like the swine flu, Ebola, Spanish flu, flu, Spanish flu, flu killed like fifty killer. million people. Like. Way more people than over fifty. Yeah, that died in World War One. Like the Spanish flu disseminated yeah. that information. That's the Michael Jordan of flu virus. Yeah. Um, you know one thing that really annoys me with this whole Corona thing, though, is and by the way, I say this as somebody who who has an Instagram account who likes sort of observing the culture and like making things about myself. Do that all the time. <laughs> all good. <laughs> it's true. But like seeing Gwyneth Paltrow on a plane with the the mask on yeah. and doing a selfie and like this like ooh I'm on a plane wearing my mask like she's not doing it in any sort of like public service announcement type of way she's just like literally doing it to be like this is a funny photo check me out but she's just like kind of that kind of thing kind of causes hysteria if she was actually going to like do something that was actually like educational on her platform and be helpful. Great. If you're doing it for a fucking stupid selfie, shut the fuck up. All you fucking celebrities that are on planes that are on your fucking private jets with your fucking hazmat suits on or whatever the fuck you're doing, stop that shit. Are you a uh, fucking fan of Gwyneth? By any chance? Definitely putting the explicit on this episode. <laughs> Uh, that was an all-timer up bomb <laughs> rant from Maxi. No, I did watch an episode of Goop. Yeah. You guys ever watched? I like that show. Did you watch the yeah. vagina one? Uh, that's the only one I didn't watch. Oh, that's, that's the only one I watched. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. It was. It was like, yeah, I recommend watching that episode. It was like very educational. Well, I like them doing ayahuasca and what's stuff that? Like... They do that on the show. Yeah, what's what ayahuasca? Paltrow does ayahuasca on the show. No, she doesn't. Oh, of shit. course not. But uh, what is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is like it's basically like acid, but like holistic. Mm. And you uh, you take this potion type thing and then you vomit it up mm. and then you trip out for a long time and you have like a a guru with mm. you and apparently you go into like deep recesses of your mind and can like relive your childhood and like a like a, it's recommended sometimes for a person who's an alcoholic, and then mm. they come out and they have like a come to God moment or whatever, mm. you're, whatever you call it. Come to Jesus moment. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. If you were yeah. to buy this drug on the street, does the guru come with it? It's you can't buy it on the street. It's, mm. it's, Don't you have to go out of country? You have it? to go somewhere and like you know get get the on right. A retreat. It's an elitist exactly. drug. Yeah. yeah, and and it's not even really considered a drug. It's more like it's in the world of shrooms, but more in the like treatment side of things. 
I feel like all that stuff is becoming more and more popular with the more like science yeah. that's out there when it comes to like um, yeah hallucinogens and psychotropic yeah. Yeah. microdosing. Right. And Still scares me. I don't know if I could ever do that stuff. Appar- yeah, like, apparently you shit yourself too while it happens. Wow, that's kind of interesting. That's the scariest part mm, to me. Yeah. yeah, did they cover that on Goop? Uh, I, Are you being on poop? Yeah, well, poop, goop on poop. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> yeah. <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a giddy one today. Yeah. yeah uh, am I off base though on my celebrity hot take? No, oh. people don't look to Gwyneth Paltrow for accurate. Uh, I just feel like it's like this is like the one thing that you just shouldn't make about yourself unless you're doing it in a really earnest way. Like, don't like do it for awareness. your yeah. Like this this falls in the category of like serious worldly shit. And, like, don't do it for, like, your dumb fucking photo op. That's all. But you're sure she was just doing it for the photo op? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not sure. All right. Get a lot of angry letters from Gwyneth. I find Gwyneth does get a lot of hate. Yeah, she, by the way, she's not the only one. There's other celebrities that did. I forget. I saw another picture this morning. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if the hate towards Gwen is a little undue. I actually kind of like Gwyneth. She was on Dax, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought she was very likable. Actually, in the one episode I saw... Of goop, I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this. Well, and a I'm lot of buy people, your like, you know, eighty five dollar potions or whatever. Well, people are criticizing <laughs> goop for being a lot of like hocus pocus and like stuff that's not scientifically validated. Mm-hmm. But she says that on the show. She's like, oh, this is just what these people believe. I'm here for a good time. I'm here to just examine uh, yeah. why these people think it works to kind of test it out with my employees and to see if we think it works. You know, I gotta say, in terms of like a second half of your career, she's really killing it. I mean, I guess there's a lot of celebrity actors that kind of go on to do other things in Hawk products, but this sort of uh, goop revolution seems to be pretty successful. Yeah, Jessica Alba also had very more success outside of the acting world. What does she do? She has the, uh, it's called, fuck, I I, I would know it 20 minutes ago now. It's called like Natural Baby or something. Anyway, it's like this billion dollar company that she runs. Wow. I read an article about Jimmy Buffett. In Margaritaville, because he has like these resorts and like certain signature drinks and all these things, and he's made billions of dollars on Margaret. I think billions. If he not, deserves oh. it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for him. <laughs> How do you know who Jimmy Buffett is, but no one else? <laughs> yeah. yeah, any pop culture reference from before 2008, you're like, I don't know, but like Jimmy Buffett, just like your hand on your cheek. Are you a parrot? This is great. Am I a who? You a parrot head? Uh. Does that, is that referring to people who love him? Yes. I love him, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I guess so. Yeah, he's a good time. Margaritaville oh. is like a great brand. It's about <laughs> relaxation, good times, older people, seniors love it. I love seniors. It's good. Cool. <laughs> Hanging go. out by yeah. the beach. Yeah. Having an afternoon drink. Yeah, with the, like a little, yeah, an icy drink, you know, something blended on ice. Preaching to the choir, man. Damn. Yeah. It's my jam. All right. So Jimmy Buffett, he has a song uh, called Margaritaville. But does he do? Do you like making love in mid? That's pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Yeah, I, that's not. Is that Steve Miller, man? No, that's some other. I always right. mix. I Those always think up. I love Jimmy Buffett because of that song. <laughs> They're drink you the songs. Same? It's two drink songs. No, no. You I knew, knew that, that wasn't him. Wow. What's? Uh, I'm gonna pull up. Margarita. What's Margaritaville like? What's the? It's actually wasted not... away again in Margarita. Oh yeah, this is a vibe. <laughs> it should be our new <laughs> intro song. You probably charge a lot for it. Yeah. Are you getting the other one, Mike? I am. I'm just. Trying, I'm not going to play it. I'm just trying to find who wrote it. Or who does this one? Pina Coladas is way better than that song. I, I tend to agree. 
Is it Pina Colada? But he's owned that vibe of what that song represents. Yeah. Rupert Rupert Holmes Holmes does not have a billion dollar. uh, Yo, Rupert fucked up. Yeah. Honestly, Rupert must think about Jimmy Buffett all the time, being like, "Man, that's my market." And he was took Jimmy all of it? Was Jimmy out before Rupert, or did Rupert come out first? Good question. What year is? Because if you're if you're Rupert, you'd be like, "Hey, I got this great song. Buy it off me. Mm. Give just give it to." Uh, oh, then you can be the drink song guy. Yeah, that that's a good, that's like when like Instagram was coming up and Facebook was was the top dog and then Facebook was like, I'm just gonna buy you Instagram. Yeah. And now yeah. So Rupert Holmes, he's seventy three years old right now. What is the big song? Uh, Escape from seventy nine. Okay. So that song came on seventy nine. Jimmy Buffett, Margarita Bill. One second here. Any other good drink songs? I mean there's a lot. Gin and juice. That's very good. Um there's a lot of like country songs about drinking. I mean like something with a drink name in the title. His greatest hits, uh, he's got a song called It's Five O'Clock Somewhere, which is good. <laughs> That's uh, a drinking song, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, what year is this from? So Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. Did it come out? I think 77. So, so it predated Pina yeah. Coladas. Yeah. So maybe Rupert Holmes heard Margaritaville and was like, I need to get in on this drink song market. Because that song, uh, the Do You Like Pina Coladas, has to be more popular than Margaritaville as just a single. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, in my mind, I like that song way more than Margaritaville. But Margaritaville, like Jimmy, Ban- uh, fucking good. Do you know brander. what Pina Colada song is all about, Max? What? It's two people trying to cheat on each other. So ah. they, so, so the guy answers like a personal ad, and then when they meet on this date because they're both cheating on their their spouse, it turns out they were actually talking to each other the whole time. Whoa! That's kind of a cool story. Yeah, that's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. Did they fall in love? They fall in love again. So the ending's nice, but it doesn't justify the journey to get there. Wow. What's the music video? Does it tell the story? The song came out in 1979, uh, Erica. Predates music videos? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And Jessica Alba's company is worth <laughs> one, is worth $1 billion and it's called The Honest Company. Wow. Mm. Damn. One bill. Yeah. Do you think she doesn't do movies anymore because people are just like not that interested in the Jessica Alba sort of movie business? Or do you think it's because she's like, I'm a billionaire, I don't need she to do does, She did do a very shitty movie like eight months ago, but I, I was listening to her on a podcast and she was just saying her lifestyle is very comfortable. And if it doesn't live within her lifestyle, she doesn't do it. She doesn't need to do it. Yeah, she's also probably like, unless Scorsese offers me a role, I'm only going to be offered these like B-rate romantic comedies. They're going to go straight to Netflix. Yeah. So why am I going to subject myself to not only like the filming schedule, but also the ridicule of Jessica Alba, like the headline bank puts out another shitty movie? Because, yeah. yeah, if I'm not going to do a prestige movie, which no one's offering me, yeah. then why do it in the first place? Yeah, might as well yeah. just like, yeah. And she's like a slightly better maybe... Like actually, she's probably a slightly worse than average actress, but she's an amazing businesswoman. Mm-hmm. So why not do the thing you are the best at? Yeah, hell yeah. By the way, the Margaritaville came from the record "Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes." Whoa. Wow, <laughs> that's a goofy title. I, w- I want to see what has more views on. Uh, <laughs> okay, actually, I'll do uh, what has more spins on Spotify. Now, actually, that is a very Ooh, good okay. So this right now we are we are putting Pina Colada up against Margaritaville, and we are seeing which has more spins on Spotify and also views on YouTube. Rupert? This is the content you tune in for, people. Okay, Rupert Holmes. Okay, uh, oh. Pina Colada has two hundred and twenty million. Wow. Wow. Uh, spins uh, and Jimmy Buffett. Margarita. You know what's very interesting? <laughs> Margarita's got only forty-seven million. Whoa! Wow, Pina Colada. So Pina Colada is like oh, qu- quadruple. Well, well, yeah. well, here's this: Jimmy Buffett. I think, sorry, 
Jimmy Buffett benefits so much off this pina colada song because in the autofill, all I typed in was, do you like pin? And then it autofills to, do you like pina coladas, Jimmy Buffett? People Whoa. think they did the same thing you do. Yes. Damn. Man, no but way. Rupert Holmes is not hurting for money. Yeah, he's they, breaking if it. If they in. got the paperwork right, yeah. like he doesn't need a resort. <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm sure he's doing fine. I wonder if he tore still. By the way, Jimmy Buffett's network <laughs> is. Can we get him to 60... open at the uh, rally? Ooh, Ooh not a bad idea. It's like, but you ha- just have to play that one song f- five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. His net worth is six hundred million dollars. Jimmy Buffett. That's pretty good. He's one of the world's richest musicians. That's another funny one. Where um, and isn't there an, and, and and his brother Warren Buffett is a billionaire. Uh, that's a joke. I think. Oh yeah, that is a joke for sure. <laughs> good, good work. Okay, so on YouTube, uh, Margaritaville has four point one vi- uh, million. And do you like pina coladas? Had a fan made video just filming a rainbow, got 10 million views. So, what, sorry, what's the, Jimmy, the Buffett one? Jimmy Buffett's 4.1 million. Oh, wow. Crazy. And there's all these fan made videos. There's the pina colada song and just a rainbow, and that has 12 million views. Uh, the lyric video. You know what? Has I have a theory. I have a theory about this. Woo! Um, do you like pina coladas is in the movie Shrek? And so I think that might have made it reach a whole new generation, mm. which Margaritaville has not. And great theory. And guess yeah. what? The song isn't even called Do You Like Pina Coladas? It's called Escape. Well, <laughs> wow. there you go. Okay, now, now, okay, now that we're going down. Oh, because you know what? I think in the, in the, this, the narrative yeah. of the song, Do You Like Pina Coladas and Getting Caught in the Raid is what's in the personal ad. Yes. That, yes. that they answer... And then they go back and forth, and then they meet up, and it's like, it's you, it's you. And then they forgive each other for trying to cheat on one another. But for you, Max, naming a song, are you like, I want to name it this because it sounds cooler, but I know people are going to call it Knockin'. So oh, I'm just going to... sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we've had the debate a lot, actually, where it's just like, there's some like cool sentimental lyric like in the verse. Or, like, for instance, not... Actually, this is kind of a funny story. So originally, our song, Never Thought This Would Happen, was called Flashlight, because there's a lyric, it's like using the flashlight to find the tent in the song, whatever the lyric is, I forget. Um... But then we're like, flashlight doesn't make sense. But then, you know, you try to think about the chorus. You're like, what's the lyric in the chorus? And I never thought that this would happen. You, it's like, got all weird after the weekend. Weird after the weekend. Sometimes you make out with an old friend. Is it make out with an old friend? Uh, rounding first, sliding into second. Like, which is it? Yeah. And then our old manager at the time was like, it's never thought that this would happen. And we're like, are you sure? He's like, I'm an expert. And looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know if that's a good title. It's it, No one has Long. ever... It's really long. No one has ever once said it right to me. Like, play, I never thought it would happen. Or this would, like, you, they yeah. never up. thought that this, this would happen. happen. It's, it's a so lot of fucking words. clumsy. And on, it's annoying to write on the set list. We just call it N-T-T-T-W-H. She just stuck with Flashlight and kept it moving. I know. But you don't even know the lyrics to the song. It doesn't seem like. <laughs> well, I How do. can you sing it live? If I have to, if I have to sing it live in the moment, I'll oh, do it. Oh, it's like the alphabet. If the, the things that happened before it yeah. happened, you know it. But even when I'm doing the abbreviated version on set list, I'm like, how many T's am I? <laughs> N-T-T-T. T three T's, huh? Is that right? Never thought that this would. Yeah, okay, it is three T's. Like I literally have to do that math every fucking time I make a set list. Are you allowed to name a song something that doesn't have the lyric within the song? Has that, and has that ever happened? I think that's cool. There's got to be a famous song that we're not thinking of that it's like that's the title of the song. Rap songs do it a lot, like interlude number four. Oh, song two, oh, blur. <laughs> you know, yeah. woohoo! It's just it's because it's song two on that record. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it, d- it definitely happens. The thing, it basically kind of goes back to this like divide uh, when you're making any kind of musical decisions. Like, are you going to do like the cool indie arty guy thing or are you just going to do the thing which is like obvious and probably is the right answer? 
And most of the time we lean on the latter, which is like, why are we being like overly arty just for that sake? And and that usually gets shot down eventually. But yeah, but but never thought this happened. Flashlight, I think, might have been a cooler title. It's true. Yeah, maybe we'll do a pool on that. Is this enough banter off the top? Do we? Uh... I think. Well, we, coronavirus was one of the. That was oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure. It was Before we move forward, though, um, I was. Wait, the... I, I, first of all, Erica, are you nervous yes. about Corona? Uh, mm, personally, not so much. Actually, quick story: my sweet little sixteen-year-old sister had. She hasn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But since last May or June. Uh, she like enrolled in this course with school, a year long course. They're supposed to go to Italy next week. They've been making payments since last Whoa. year. All this stuff, Tough passports, one. ticket, blah blah blah, canceled. Yeah, uh, canceled. Did you get the money like back? Trip for a lifetime. I don't know actually. Shit. I hope so. There, there's talks that might get rescheduled to later next year or whatever. But what are your thoughts dinger? when you see someone walking around with a surgical mask? Are you like, who's this asshole? Or are you like, that's very smart move? No, like to each their own. If you're that scared mm-hmm. and that makes you feel better, wear it. Mm-hmm. I won't wear one for. Social the next reasons. little while. I feel like I've been seeing people wear surgical masks like my whole life, especially SARS yeah. when I first started seeing in Toronto. It. Yeah, in Toronto, you kind of see it all the time. Um, but and you're lo- definitely not scared. Definitely What's the vibe scared. around uh, MLSE? People, people nervous? People mm, good? I don't think so. Good. What's going on in the NBA? Quickly. Uh, they well, the NBA released a statement, basically like a guidelines to players, and it basically they, they just suggested that instead of uh, high fiving, they fist bump. Uh, to, I they guess. get fined five thousand dollars <laughs> for a high five, ten for a butt grab. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 signing autographs. You should bring your own pen. Maybe don't. Maybe for the foreseeable future, you don't. Who's sign getting autographs. autographs in this day and age? It's total selfie culture. There's kids always waiting. You really? see when you watch guys walk off. I watch at the end of every game when like Pascal or whomever Kyle Lowry, LeBron just they walk off. Everybody lined up like on the seats into the tunnel is draped over with like a sharpie and a jersey or a basketball. Oh, for merch, shoes. yeah, all that. Right, yeah. I forget. I'm yeah. thinking of pen and paper. Right, 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 right. It's all shoes and shit. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, the NBA is sort of like taking guys. I, here's a question. Will a famous person get coronavirus? Because there were rumblings or whispers. I don't know if it's true or not. And I don't want to spread propaganda, but that maybe the Pope had it, you know, because the oh, Pope wow. was like, I think he was dealing with people afflicted and then he was coughing and mm. then people were like, huh. And then, you know, now he's kind of been sequestered. So they're like, that'd be crazy. It would be. Oh. Uh, so do you guys think if like, will there be like, or, you know, the, will there be a news cycle where it's like Dak Shepard has coronavirus? There's like some mm-hmm. famous person. Well, I heard Gwyneth went airborne. <laughs> that's a plane joke sorry <laughs> she was in a plane that's it sorry. um i don't think it's not so. my best day today uh, i feel like it, this is the kind of thing where it's like maybe back in the day like a rich person or, or a celebrity would would ha- would get sick but now it's like they're just in their own rich people palaces it's it's like you know back in the day it's like ted williams and willie mays served in world war ii and you're like what you mean like the greatest baseball players in america and america's favorite sport was baseball in the 40s and ted williams and willie mays like the best players in the game went to world war ii they're like yeah ted was like flying planes he was like dropping bombs in world war ii and you're like what the fuck and that kind of thing like would never happen today right so i don't think so would you be proud if you were the first celeb to get the (laughs) (laughs) proud's a weird word no i don't think so i mean it's probably a bummer but yeah right um, before I move on, just a yeah. quick little thing. So I was looking at like uh, wealthiest uh, rock guys in the world, the mm. 20 richest rock stars in World War II. Jimmy Buffett is number four on this list. Wait, in World, World War, War II? II? Or did I say World War II? Yeah. <laughs> 20 richest rock stars in World War II. Like that's a very specific niche category, Sorry, but let's hear it. It's like rock wasn't invented until Elvis in 1952. <laughs> there was 20 of them? <laughs> 
Kind of, <laughs> wow. That's like the second time I've done that where yeah. I've like combined yeah. previous sentences. Uh, but Paul, Paul McCartney is number one. He's worth, according to this website, wealthygorilla.com. It's not paulmccartney.com? Yeah. Uh, 1.2 billion. Wow. Uh, Bono, number two, 700 million. Like those two things kind of make sense back to back. So McCartney's a billionaire, but Bono is not. Yeah. He's seven, he's 700 million. Number three, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Six hundred million. Margaritaville, baby. and then number number four, Springsteen. So like, I wonder if there's a part of Jimmy Buffett who's like, yeah, sure, Springsteen has like a more substantial catalog. Sure, he's more revered by the critics. Sure, he's done a little bit more. His you know his live performances are like life changing. But I make more than the guy. You know what I mean? Like I wonder. Yeah. It's like and I like Mick Jagger's seven on the list. So and you Jagger, know it kills him that oh. he's not higher. I, I have this. <laughs> Don't you think that's funny? I have this. Like I've always said, like this theory. I have this theory. I find it fascinating that there's like this hierarchy, no matter how famous you are. And my theory is it ends at Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. So I've talked about this with you before, Max. Where I'm like, if you're Chris Martin, you're one of the most famous people in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you're in a room with Paul McCartney, you're not the most famous person. Even in if that you're in a room with Bono, well, is the thing. Yeah. But when Bono's in a room with Paul McCartney, he he gets yeah. knocked down. I'm saying that it ends at Paul McCartney. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally agree. So it's like it's like if it's like you can look at the chain, but even if you're Mick Jagger, it's like ah eh, shit. Paul McCartney's in the room. I'm not the most famous person in the room, but you probably are if it's you and Bono. And I think I don't know if I talked about this on a previous pod, but like we opened for the Who and we got to meet Pete Townsend, and he was super nice guy. But I've always heard. I think this is documented that he like has always been sort of jealous or resentful or something towards the Beatles and the Stones because they all kind of came out at the same time and they were, and the Who were always like third banana. Meanwhile, everybody else in the world goes, no, no, you're the fucking Who. You're the Who. Like, you're playing in arenas right now. It's 2020 and your songs have lived on and people still fucking love you. You're the Who. But, but I wonder how much of his day is being eaten by like... Fucking Paul McCartney. We don't get the respect we, we deserve. Yeah, we don't get the respect we deserve, which is just a funny human thing. What totally. about Michael Jordan? First of all, Paul McCartney's music touches almost everyone in the world. Michael Jordan's famous. He plays basketball. I feel like he, Michael Jordan's famous. Everyone knows that logo all over the world. He's probably more wealthy than Paul McCartney. What do you think's more famous, that logo or the Coca-Cola logo? Uh, I don't know. I, I, that'd be close call. I'd say the Jordan logo, though, if I had to bet. Is more famous than the Coca-Cola logo? I'd say so. Interesting. Because the Coca, the Coca Cola logo also requires you to know English. Two point one billion is Michael Jordan's net worth. Yeah, he's, he's he tw- makes one hundred forty-seven million a year. He's he twice, owns a basketball team. He's twice as rich yeah. as Paul McCartney. Yep. Here's what I he's say. not making money. You he doesn't make his Michael, money off the basketball team. You do you? Okay, so Shane thinks Michael Jordan's more famous than than Paul McCartney. Well, I'm just thinking when when somebody's like really good at scooping ice cream, no one's like you're the Paul McCartney of ice cream. They would be like, you're the Michael Jordan, insinuating you're the best ever. Uh, I think Beyonce's kind of, people are always like, you're the Beyonce of this now. I've never heard that. I've heard I, that. I always think about like, what thing takes up the most market share of popular culture? That's how I kind of think about it. So it's like sports versus um, musicians versus actors. It's kind of like the three big ones, I'd say. Yep. And I think around the world, McCartney would probably be more famous than Jordan because basketball at least when Jordan was playing, was a more North American-specific thing. And, so I th- and the Beatles touched every part of the globe. But I'd say, generally speaking, there isn't a musician, maybe outside of Beyonce, that would be as famous as like the most popular athlete hmm. of today. Right. If that makes sense. Because I just think sports transcends everything. Right. And, and I think the movies also like transcend a lot. Do you think too. LeBron James is more famous than Chris Martin? Yeah, oh, big time. Right. 
Yeah, like LeBron James. I mean, obviously he's so tall, but LeBron James couldn't walk anywhere without being stopped. Chris Martin could like walk down the streets. Of yeah, I don't no think that problem. one's. Even Do you think close. LeBron James is more famous than Taylor Swift? No, I don't. I do. Worldwide, yeah, I do. It's a tough one. It's interesting. Yeah. How do you measure that? I think if LeBron went to India, he'd be very popular, and I don't think Taylor Swift would be. But 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 she could play stadiums in like the Philippines and lots of random ass places. So could LeBron. If he had a game there, yeah. I think he'd fill a stadium. But I think generally if, speaking, the hierarchy if, of if Michael Jordan walks into a room and Paul McCartney's in the room, who do you think the people in the room think is more famous? Or more importantly, who do you think Michael Jordan thinks? Do you think he's like, shit, I'm in a room with a Beatle, and Paul McCartney's probably like, yeah, that guy's probably the greatest basketball player of all time, but I've met Muhammad Ali. I think Jordan gets his pen ready to sign some shit for McCartney. Fuck Honestly, no. I do. <laughs> no. Yeah. McCartney's like, I've hung out with Muhammad Ali. It's amazing. He's Michael Jordan. I get that he's Michael Jordan. Jordan's like, I am the new Muhammad Ali. Jordan. No, he's not even close. But I Why? Think Jordan... Why isn't he? Well, I think he's more famous. Well, okay. If we're just talking about fame, I thought we were talking about significance, what people mean to people. Jordan's always been like... Um... I think Jordan means so much to so many people. Well, Muhammad Ali is like a civil rights like champion. He's a guy that like went to jail. He didn't fight in Vietnam. Jordan's never taken a stand on anything until recently, where he's kind of sort of like spoke up. Jordan's always just been sort of this blank canvas, a great sort of like a a symbol of greatness in his field, but nothing beyond that. Yeah, he's inspiring in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. But but I, I I point taken on like the fame of Michael Jordan. Um, but I, I honestly think if Michael Jordan's in a room with a beetle, that means more to Michael Jordan. Of course, we'll, well never he's know the answer. Himself, to Jordan's sick of himself, probably. <laughs> Like, he can't be like, oh, my God, I'm Jordan. Yeah. Like, he has to say, oh, Paul McCartney's more important to me than I am to myself. Do you think the Beatles mean more to people or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Means more to people than the Beatles? Yes. What do you guys think? Um, I think the Beatles do. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are also musically aligned. But everybody listens to music, and the Beatles play everywhere all the time. And I think, like, from little kids to old people, like, the Beatles resonate on a level that Michael Jordan, who's, like, an athlete that was, you know, played 30 years ago or whatever it was now, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting debate, but I would I would say the Beatles are mean way more to people than Michael Jordan. It's something you could feel. You actually kind of have to be into basketball for Michael Jordan to resonate on a real level. You know, or into sport. There's a lot of people in the world that aren't into sports, you know, but almost everybody listens to music. But so many people who aren't into sports are still rocking Jordans and... Sure, but that, they that could brand. be rocking, like, you could say that about Adidas or Puma. Do you know what I mean? Like, or mm -hmm. Nike. It's like, it's just a brand at this point. The people, some people that wear Jordans don't even know what the... They don't Yeah, I'm, if I'm just talking yeah. about fame, I'm picking Jordan, right. I, I guess. If we're talking about who means more, I, I, I guess because Jordan means more to me than the Beatles mean to me. Mm -hmm. I think the Beatles are more famous than Michael Jordan. Right, music's also uh, more a huge part of your life growing up. It, but everybody's life, not mine though. But but we're talking about the world. I okay, think I'm more, in the world. Right, but what I'm saying. But is, I'm I'm part of everybody, and I'm saying it doesn't. So for you, right? But I'm part of everybody. So if your argument is everybody, I'm part of everybody, and I'm saying you're wrong because <laughs> I'm everybody too. I'm part of everyone. I hate when you guys fight. No, we're not fighting. But I'm saying if you're saying everybody feels that way, and I no, say no, I, I don't. Feels that way. I say everyone in the world. I, I say more people listen to music than I do than are into sports. Maybe that's true. I don't know. This is the difference between Mike and Shane just talking at their desk and doing a podcast. But the problem is when you say everyone and you're right. talking to a person and that person says not me, and then you're just like, okay, but everybody else except for you. No, 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 no. I like, but you're into sports and you're saying you're not into music, so that's anecdotal. Mm -hmm. I would say I don't have the stats. I think. In a general sense, music is something that touches everybody. Being into a sport or basketball 
is 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 less. But maybe someone say, hey, no, soccer resonates on a higher level. I know lots anything. of people aren't into music. Though. I know, but I know, and there's also people that would say that like European soccer players, like a Pele or something, is actually way more famous in Europe than Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan doesn't necessarily resonate in Europe, even though people might wear Jordan brand shoes. Which kind of gets to my point, which I think you're both maybe wrong, is that Hollywood stars are actually the most popular because. Like musicians are more geographic, with the exception of like some international stars. But like Hollywood movies, like Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt, or like the most famous actors yeah. and actresses, might transcend borders in a way that specific sports don't and specific music doesn't. You know what I mean? Interesting. So like, yeah. So I think there's like probably like you probably have to like we should do like a March Madness pool basically where it's like top four athletes of all most famous athletes of all time, top four musicians of all time, top four. Uh, actors, actresses of all time, and see what what happens there. Because it it is hard to say. Because you're totally right. Like in, in the in the grand scheme of things, like you know, there's like some Bollywood stars that, and that's a billion people. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of hard to say. We're talking about the Western world, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying what I think. Yeah. And feel. I think there's a greater drop off though with musicians. I think after after like the Beatles, Michael Jackson. Beyonce, Elvis. Taylor Swift, Elvis. Like after like that one A tier, then then people become like Rob Loud, you know, photographer for Arkells, Killers. He says like he can walk around with Brandon Flowers everywhere and no one even notices him. And Brandon Flowers the Killers is like one of the most yeah. popular bands in the world. They yep. headline every worldwide festival and Brandon Flowers can go to any airport with a baseball hat on and no one gives a shit. Well, what's interesting about Brandon Flowers is even when he's 70, if someone walks up to him and says, oh, can you play that song if he was at a party? Mm-hmm. He could still do the thing he did that made him famous. Yeah. Whereas Jordan can't, can't recreate that magic. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Jordan's interesting too because he's a living icon. Like when we're talking about like like Elvis is an icon. Marilyn Monroe is an icon. You know what I mean? Like, and McCartney and Jordan to me are kind of like. See, and it's interesting because McCartney's not a singular. T- like, he's most famous for being a part of the Beatles and then creating something after the Beatles and all, all et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, when we talk about Michael Jackson and we talk about Michael Jordan, it's like there, there's something so like unique about them being this singular icon. And Jordan's kind of still living in it. Like, what is he like fifty or something? Like, mm-hmm. he's just like a dad. And he is the logo. He's yeah, a living logo. Yeah. Well, he's the he's Jordan the, brand Jordan logo. Jordan brand logo. Yeah. Jerry West is, is the, the logo NBA of the league. league. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, well, sure, sure. I, I think the Jordan logo transcends the NBA. Do you logo. think yeah. that the Jordan logo, the, the 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 split doing the dunk, we all know the logo we're talking about, mm-hmm. is more famous than the Nike swoosh? I just looked it up. It would appear not to be, but I, I thought so. it was before I looked it up. Yeah, well, no, because Nike also is uh, big in the running world, in soccer, and so many other sports. And so, and then, yeah, they're on shoes for every possible sport. Like, uh, Mark, Whereas Jordan is only basketball. Our friend Mark Myers, who we talk about quite often, he had a, he's got two boys. And one of his kids was obsessed with Jordan when he was like three and a half or four. I was like, how does he even know who Jordan is? Yeah. He was like, I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. does. He wants Jordan shoes. He, he's obsessed with them. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Damn. I didn't I, say I, shit about Paul McCartney, though. <laughs> but the other kids, a huge Beatles fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he owns all of them on vinyl. Uh, yeah. So do you guys want to move on? I mean, how, how long are we wrapping here? We're, we're at forty six minutes. The, the other, do you want to talk about the? the we Dems? could do the Dems. Yeah, Let's I mean, do the Dems. you want to do the, the so the Democratic uh, primaries in full swing and Super Tuesday happened recently, and Bernie had all this momentum. He'd won uh, a couple of these primaries. 
and uh, they were going into the Super Tuesday where there was like a ton of different um, states were going to be voting or the Democrats anyway. And so people were like, oh, is Bernie going to continue this momentum? And Joe Biden was kind of left for dead and Elizabeth Warren's kind of floating around there. And then Joe Biden came out and just won a shit ton of them. Yeah. And basically won Super Tuesday. And now everyone's like, oh, it's a two horse race. Two horse race. It's Bernie and it's uh, it's Joe. And Warren kind of just got dusted. She's kind of like lingering there, but she didn't really have much of a showing. Uh, but yeah, what do you what do you guys think? Did I mean, you guys listen to the Mike Pesca open? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I kind of want to play it right now for us, just so, and we can insert it into the pod. And because I thought his point was interesting. If I said, what are the elements of a successful campaign, political campaign? You might say things like inspiring new voters, ground game, which is to say, you know, having and hiring staff who gets the old folks to the polls or knocking on doors to remind undeciders to get out there and vote. You'd probably say take some success in public speaking and maybe having big rallies or at least intimate, well-done small rallies. You should do lots of commercials or at least a few commercials, but they got to be punchy. But on every meaningful metric that political science has identified as actually moving the needle in elections, Bernie Sanders was the better candidate than Joe Biden. Of course, Biden is more centrist, and that is good, the political science says, in a general election. A centrist, a more centrist candidate generally has the advantage, but not always in a primary. And this was just not true with Joe Biden. He just had one big thing, one major truth that made him more appealing than Bernie to the vast majority of Democrats. And it was this. Democrats were more comfortable with Joe Biden and uncomfortable with Bernie Sanders, and literally nothing else mattered. Um, so basically, Pesca's argument is that even though all the other candidates that have been running for the Democratic nominee have done everything right, Biden is still in first place. And it kind of comes down to seemingly like a very like visceral voter reaction to be like, do I want this guy or that guy? Like, doesn't matter necessarily how much campaigning you do or how clever your ads are or whatever. Cause it, or whether you're the better debater. Yeah. Does, All these benchmarks by which people choose their candidate. Yeah. And Biden just seems to win because he was Barack Obama's VP and he seems like your you know, dependable grandpa. And I just wondered like what you guys think of, uh, you know, politicians, especially when it comes to like electability um, and what are like the defining factors. So I was kind of curious to know what you thought, Shane, when it comes to like how people vote, you think. Uh, I'm. This is the topic I know the least. No, about. no, no. That, that's yeah, why I just, to ask you. My instincts would tell me that those things matter big time. Like if if I was a huge Max Kerman fan, which I am, and you, <laughs> you had someone vetted, you're like Tony. He can not only play the keys, he can like play the people in this and in all the right ways. And he's he's the best person to nominate. And then he bombed during a, a speech or debate. Yeah. I would still have faith in him because you had vetted him. Yeah, and there's videos of me and Tony palling around, being mm-hmm. best friends. And there's all those cool memes of Biden where he seems <laughs> yeah. like a pretty fun guy. That goes a long way, right? Yeah. Uh, so some people, I think, they're just like infallible, much in the same way Trump is to his support. Yeah, you, you like? just kind of like the guy. It's, isn't yeah. it funny how like in politics, it kind of just comes down to like, ah, I kind of like him. It's like... Like, I think there are some policy wonks that, like, would say that, like, no, the reason why this person is really good is because they they are saying, you know, the right things when it comes to their ideas of how the government should work. But I'd say even for fans of Bernie who like his ideas would go on a visceral level, just go, I just kind of like Bernie. I like his passion. He speaks to me. And that's it. Like, because 
he and Warren, I think, are pretty similar when it yeah. comes to their policy ideas. And but Warren's actually way more detailed. I think she's been amazing. She and I and she appeals to me too. I, yeah. I like her a lot. But I think enough people are just like, nah, I'd prefer Bernie or I'd prefer Biden or even Bloomberg. It just kind of just comes down to like a basic like popularity. Contest. Well, you can be saying the exact same thing. And Mike and I were kind of speaking on this before we came here with comedians, mm. how Norm MacDonald just has such a special delivery mechanism and just like the casing of the way the way he looks like his body, yeah. the way things come out of his mouth. Anyone else could say those exact same things, but you'd never be able to replicate why or how it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with anyone. Like my, if my wife says something, it's way more lovable than yeah. if I had said that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. She just has a certain lovability, yeah. kindness that's emanating out of mm-hmm. her. And I don't know how to bottle it or repeat it or duplicate it. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the, what I find with these candidates. They're emanating something that's either good or evil or untrustworthy or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Uh, Mike, w- when it comes to Biden specifically, like, can you understand his appeal? Because for me, just observing this for a long time i'm like oh but bernie seems uh, Buttigieg, like even beto like you think like oh these are all candidates that and elizabeth warren i uh, klobuchar like i like all of them basically more than biden but what is it about biden do you think that americans seem to like so much or at least some of them do i, I honestly like i think it's policy i think what's happening right now is i think biden's like a bit of a disaster like he seems to have some cognitive issues like he's kind of mess like he's get, like sure he might have a likability but i honestly think what had made people vote that way is Bernie and Warren to a lesser extent are kind of radical. You know, they have that tag of like socialist. They're saying, they're saying um, universal healthcare and they're saying things that like people, um, especially boomers and people that are a little older that make a little bit of money, maybe upper middle class. They're going, wait, how are we going to pay for this? I don't want to pay for that. Biden represents sort of like uh, a version of going back to the Obama years, which is like, we all still get to keep our money. You know, we'll pay like maybe a little higher taxes. Like Bernie's sort of vision for the future is so radical to some of these people that I think they're just voting because they're like, like, I don't want Trump, but I, I don't want as it is radically left as like Bernie or like the AOC wing mm-hmm. of the Dem. So I actually do think policy is playing a big role in it. I think they're scared that Bernie's going to change the way America works, and you, but which you, is the appeal for the people like him. Buttigieg was also a centrist kind of guy, too. Yeah. And so and he you can make an argument that he went as far as he did, despite being a relatively unknown person, just because he's the centrist kind of exactly. guy. And do you think him... Uh, you know, leaving the race had to do with just the fact that he was new or just like he wasn't winning enough or. No, I think that the Democratic Party, I think they believe that Biden can beat Trump in a general who knows. And I don't think they think that Bernie can. There's a million different opinions on this or whatever. Yeah. So I think that they basically talked to Buttigieg and Klobuchar and they said, you guys need to drop out and endorse Biden. Shane was just saying that like endorsements mean a lot. So if you were somebody that was following Buttigieg all, all the whole way, he's like, look, it was a hard fought race, but I'm dropping out. Biden's the man. Well, you just got like, you know, 100,000 votes in whatever state yeah. that were going to, to Buttigieg. Biden just got a huge bump. Oh, yeah. So what's happening is by Warren staying in, She's actually sucking some votes from Bernie right. and that whole progressive side. So now people are like, Warren, like you're not you're not really pulling. Like, look at the results are there. So people are wondering if she's going to drop in and endorse Bernie, which will then lift him a little bit more. Is that the one who dressed like Austin Powers? No, that was a pundit on TV that I put in. I that was real. TV. That woman wasn't trying to look like Austin Powers. No, I don't think so. I think she was just a pundit. There was a woman on. I, think, I don't know if it was Fox News or CNN, but she was like a pundit talking about the, the night of Super Tuesday. But she was wearing like a purple thing and this like white lapel and had the cornroom glasses and what looked like an Austin Powers haircut. And somebody screen grafted and it said, do politics make you Randy, baby. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.